Hello, and welcome to Constellan's podcast series on digital business ecosystem management. My name is Bhavesh Patel, and I'm the president and CEO of Constellan. Constellan is a pioneering provider of ecosystem management as a service, or EMAS. We help our customers accelerate revenue, innovation, and time to market by helping them create, manage, and then scale their digital business ecosystems. So these can be developer programs, specialized partner ecosystems, and customer-facing marketplaces. In this podcast series, I speak with ecosystem leaders at various businesses to learn more about their experiences and get advice from them. In this fifth podcast in this series, I'm delighted to be speaking with John Isley and Mary Black from Calabrio. At Calabrio, John is manager of strategic platforms and Mary is development platforms program manager. Between the two of them, they are responsible for creating and now managing and scaling uh, Calabrio's developer partner ecosystem. John and Mary, welcome, and thank you for agreeing to participate in this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us on, much appreciated. Yeah, delighted to be here. Excellent. Um, so both of you have a lot of experience with, um, you know, developer or developer related partner ecosystems and are now spearheading Calabrio's ecosystem. So I'm excited as is our audience to learn about your and your team's experiences. Um, and perhaps the way we can frame this discussion uh, is with a number of questions. Uh, but before we go into that, um, I'd love to um, have you give an introduction of yourself or give us a little bit about your background uh, and also would love to get an overview of um, Calabria as a company. Happy to do that. Uh, I'll jump in there first. Uh, my name is John Isley, as you mentioned, and I head up our technology partnership team here at Calabrio. Historically, that meant uh, one of two things. Really, we had a singular partner for many, many years, Cisco. Uh, so that meant managing that relationship in the many different ways that we could go to market with them. Over the years, we've expanded that uh, to Avaya, Amazon, Twilio, and others, making sure that Calabria One, uh, which is our workforce engagement solution uh, that connects to their contact center as a service platforms, making sure that we fully took advantage of their ecosystem partner programs, making sure that uh, their resellers uh, were able to take a part of those programs as well. So. Uh, we've done that for many, many years. In the recent, in 2020, we were able to expand to actually include our own developer program. And so Mary and I put that together and organized that to expand that to bring in those others. So I'll let Mary jump in there. Uh, but that was one of the areas that really saw opportunity for us to grow and build this. Yeah, so like John said, I'm Mary and I manage the developer program and the marketplace uh, here at Calabrio. Um, it's really an expansion, I think, of the technology uh, team, as John said. It's kind of the, the next step of going from the platform partners that we do work with and creating more opportunities with other solutions, uh, making it more available to our customers so that they can create more with us and really customize and personalize their experience with the Calabria One brand. Uh, that's excellent. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting your insights to some of these uh, discussion topics we have lined up for you. So thank you for the introductions and maybe we can just jump into the, the questions. Maybe we can start off with uh, the first one, which was really, what was the trigger for building the Calabrio um, ecosystem of developers and technology partners? 
I can jump in there. Uh, you know, we've had some great experiences. As I mentioned, Calabria won our suite of products. It requires a, a contact center solution like Cisco or others provide. So we've had great experiences into those programs. As we continue to grow and expand it beyond a single platform and uh, really supported more and more platforms, we saw more and more partners jumping out as well, uh, providing those different capabilities and niche solutions that customers were looking for. Every contact center customer says that they their environment is unique and uh, how they have it set up is, is you know, one of a kind. And that really is true. Uh, so we have always had partners providing this level of service, but we've always done it in an ad hoc manner. So we really look to uh, formulize that and build a program around it so that every customer, every partner receive the same level of service, uh, not just uh, when and where we could provide it. Yeah, that talks a lot about uh, like the external need. I think there's also point out like it intertwines with the internal need that we had happening with all of those you know, every customer is special. Everybody needs a custom integration where it was just, it wasn't a scalable option for us. Uh, and being able to create a developer program where third parties could come in and work with customers or create something new just that customers didn't know they needed was really going to be helpful and take down a lot of the, the backlog and work that was, um, that was really hindering our whole product team to to do what they did best with, which is working with Collaborio. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I think the perspective both of you bring, uh, you know, and Collaborio brings to this podcast series, which I think is unique, uh, you know, based on some of our previous uh, uh, podcast discussions, has been, it sounds like you were a participant in other ecosystems and as a participant, you observed and experienced certain things and that uh, probably became a factor or one of the factors going into how you decided to build your ecosystem for, at Calabria. So maybe that's a good segue to uh, onto the second question, which is, you know, what did you consider when creating the infrastructure to support Calabria's ecosystem requirements? Uh, you're absolutely right then that, you know, we are participating in a lot of other developer programs. And that was really um, when I started doing research for the program, what we, what I was looking at the most. Uh, I know Abaya is actually uh, one of those people that we are participate in their developer program. And I looked really deeply into how they had their program set up, what they were doing, uh, talking to people who participated that through Calabrio, what they loved about it, what they maybe didn't like so much, and how we could really tailor it to be more Calabrio-centered. Uh, how we approach customers is how we want to approach those partners as well. And that was really the basis um, for our research <clears throat> to create the developer program. And, you know, as Mary was going through that exercise, I should mention, Avaya is a great example. They do great things and they support a broad, broad group of partners. So lots to learn there. Uh, another thing that uh, Mary and I were having a conversation internally not too long ago, and we we're deciding how best to support some partners and some of our developers and uh, custom integrator team had mentioned, hey, a lot of times when I'm working with a, another vendor, they'll throw over the API guides and say, good luck. And we wanted to do something different than that. Uh, one of our internal mottos is easy, personalized, and smart. So we really use that as a backdrop for our program too of how would we want to be treated as a, as a developer partner? So that's how we built that program out. 
That's a great point because, you know, in, in our experience, um, you know, we've seen that the successful ecosystems of developers, partners, you know, tend to be those who focus on that two-way engagement with your, you know, ecosystem participants, developers or partners as, as they may be. And, and to your point about treat them as you would want to be treated, I think is very, very critical because unsuccessful ecosystems that we've seen are those that are what we call broadcast mode, you know, here, here it is, have at it, you know, and, and there's less of a kind of a two-way engagement. So that's, um, that's great insights. Um, how are you managing the, the ecosystem infrastructure, user experience, data analytics, you know, um, things like that today? I know that a lot of that is just through direct feedback uh, with the with the with the partners and the customers what they're looking for, uh, truly understanding what they're looking for. How can we help them? Uh, we really are staying very very close with those partners and the customers that are utilizing those services. So um, right now uh, we're in a situation where we can scale that and we'll continue to grow uh, and provide additional resources to the program so that we can always stay close to them that way. Um, our goal is to get so large that we have to have a large team to, uh, to manage this and even have some self-service uh, to uh, create the infrastructure where they can manage that. But right now, we're really staying as close as we possibly can with the partners and the customers. Yeah, we have um, kind of a couple partners that we call our pilot partner partners, and we've let them come in very early. Um, we've asked them to, you know, really like work with our system and work on it and see where the, the faults or the weak points are. Uh, they basically, they get a lot of benefits for just some really radical, honest feedback to us. And that's been extremely helpful as we build it out. You know, this program's actually, it's just a year old now that I look at the, the dates here. So we're very young and we're always uh, asking them to kind of, you know, be a guinea pig and see what, what ways they can push us to do more. Yeah, no, do you find that, so it sounds like, it, how would you characterize where you are in terms of the evolution of the of your ecosystem, you've created it, you're kind of managing it, and you're beginning to scale. Is that a fair representation of where your ecosystem is today? That's fair. I mean, this year we're we're really looking at pushing and scaling it further out to distrust the system more, because uh, I think at a small scale we've really figured out uh, how to do things, and now we want to push it further. Yeah, and there really are a lot of learnings and opportunities that are there, as Mary mentioned, to stress test it or to, uh, you know, pressure test the system and find uh, hopefully very few leaks, but also things that can be addressed both through operations as well as through technology. Um, sometimes operations are easy to fix, easier to fix than technology as that requires a broader set. So really identifying those and then working internally to prioritize how we would update that and change that based off of that partner feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's very very helpful. Um, um, and, and then in terms of uh, you know kind of where you are now, it sounds like as you scale, presumably there, there's some sort of segmentation in your you know kind of partner developer uh, base, right? There's the kind of the the long tail and kind of the front end, right, where you perhaps spend more time and attention, and then and then the long tail where it's more self-service. Is that the vision that you have for the ecosystem or do you anticipate being more hands-on with pretty much your entire kind of ecosystem? I kind of envision um, 
a mix of the two. So like there are some when we work with them, there are partners who really want to work really closely with Collaborio and they they want to make sure that both of our solutions are in sync with each other. And those are really valuable partners for us because they bring in, you know, more technology and make that whole the whole experience better for both of our customers. And then there are other partners out there who are just, they're not really going to be in an infrastructure or in a system where they're going to be close to Calabrio, um, but they have like small projects that work well with them. So in those ones, I see like some very close uh, work at first, and then they go off once they understand the product pretty well and do their own thing and engage us when they need us. And I'd echo that as well from the standpoint of as a participant, uh, the, the partner programs that we're involved in that we know our partner development manager well, uh, we create some uh, joint go-to market opportunities, some joint marketing solutions as well. So once you've built the thing, how do you get out in front of individuals as well? Uh, so that's where we've seen that be successful as well. Those tight relationships with our, in the programs that we're in with the partners in which we're the independent software uh, vendor. So we definitely see that as something that's gonna make this program different, um, but we also do want to enable uh, some self-serve. We know that there's an opportunity for people to uh, have success quickly and maintain that success, but so we definitely wanna provide that, uh, that extra care and feeding. That's great, very good. Um, so, so then maybe um, the, kind of the next uh, question I had was, uh, so you, you've had an excellent, um, journey uh, so far in terms of creating and then currently managing and looking to scale uh, or beginning the scaling process of your ecosystem. Um, maybe share with the audience, uh, you know, rewarding moments uh, during this journey that you've had so far, you know, where you or your team or your company at large, you know, were um, found those moments, you know, very rewarding from an ecosystem perspective. Anything you can share? Uh, for me, I'd say early on in the developer program, a really rewarding moment for me was um, actually when one of our internal team members in a different department came up to us and said, we want to assist with this program that you've just presented on and we want to make sure it succeeds. Um, that was really nice to hear for, for multiple reasons. You know, it, it showed that what we were talking about was a need that uh, Calabrio internally saw value in. Um, it was, and it was, you know, people from, I think it was about at least three other departments have participated in that volunteer group. And they really see that what we're, what we're talking about is something that's going to have, make a positive impact on their own work. So that was a great thing. And, you know, it's really important when you're starting these new programs to get that internal advocacy. So to have that ball just kind of push down the hill a little bit for me was a fantastic piece for me. Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, that was great when they came in like, hey, we'd love to volunteer. We recognize this is a need. How can we take advantage? Uh, one of the one of the things that sticks with me is our sales team was also adopting this and you know quickly jumping in on that from the standpoint, both from how can they utilize the partners that we have engaged. Uh, for example, Turing is a, one of our partners that's involved. Our sales teams are already bringing them in, already talking uh, about them in those sales engagements. But also our sales team is finding these partners uh, where they're like, hey, I was in this deal the other day. This partner came in. I think that they'd be a good fit for the program and they're pushing it over. So it's very similar to uh, Mary's point of view, that kind of aha or great moment was where people just really are 
jumping in feet first into the program. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, that's a critical ingredient to ecosystem success based on you know what we've observed some of our customers you know I'm sure as well, which is that you know. Uh, in-house groundswell of support and engagement uh, and towards this common vision that you now have at the company level. So uh, definitely uh, very, very critical. Um, maybe switching gears from rewarding moments to perhaps challenges. Uh, so what challenges um, did you face uh, and are you facing um, now as you first created this ecosystem and then now are kind of, you know, managing and beginning to scale it. You know, on the other side of this, as you mentioned, you know, I said where we started with the program was uh, we've always been supporting these partners and we've done so in an ad hoc manner. When you do uh, things in that way, when you bring a partner on uh, prior to a program and you support them in any way possible, you really can dig deep and uh, and provide that extra level of care and even build and expand the technology where it may not fit uh, what they need today. One of those areas of growth and one of, you know, as any company that's building this out is going to discover is what can the product and operational process handle today? And how do you then help prioritize and make those changes internally? Uh, so, you know, just continuing to uncover those areas of opportunity, those areas where uh, we need to get some updates in the product or updates in our operation, uh, and then investing that time internally to make those changes, that just continues to be an ongoing thing um, from that standpoint. So just continuing to uncover and making it more and more usable, more and more uh, self-service uh, is one of those areas that will continue and always uh, be there for our program and really any program. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a, a big piece of it. Another thing that we, I think, is a big challenge for us are sometimes I always attribute this to, you know, building out a new program is really the resources. Uh, when you start some, something from scratch, um, there's a lot of different needs that are coming with this type of developer program. You know, you need experts in APIs and um, marketing and program management. And I, I don't fit all of those pieces. You know, it's not there's enough hours for one person when you start off and just one person, but um, not the right amount of experience, right? So finding those resources to get those one or two hours a week, um, that's always been a challenge at the beginning. Um, it's getting easier. And as we get bigger and the more time that we need uh, from those resources, the more we can justify bringing more people under the developer program um, roof to really help support uh, our partners. And that's really where it makes a lot of sense that uh, uh, Mary's most rewarding point was the fact that people really jumped in and are volunteering and are being part of the program because they see the value of it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely agree with what Mary said there as well. Yeah, John, I, I was you echoed exactly what I was going to um, mention is it ties in really well with, you know, kind of the, the you know, in-house, you know, groundswell of support and willingness to volunteer and help kind of get this up and running, very, very um, helpful. So, excellent. Well, maybe we can we can shift gears a little bit now, you know, having understood the journey that you guys have had um, towards the future. So uh, what excites you the most about the future of your developer um, ecosystem, developer partner ecosystem? Uh, you know, I'm really excited about just the near future, the next couple of years, I, it kind of, it's exciting and it also fills me with dread because things are picking up 
if they keep picking up the way they have in the past couple of months, like we've been getting a lot of interest from outside developers looking to, to create stuff with us, um, I'm going to be overwhelmed pretty soon, um, which is a good and bad thing, right? Yep. Uh, that means that we get to get to the next phase of the program, which is to make a team of people and really a sustainable piece of uh, Calabrio and start seeing um, a lot more on board a lot more benefits just for the whole company. And that's really exciting to think about that bit. So would it, would it be fair to summarize, Mary, your um, future view as um, you're apprehensively excited? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, good, a good problem to have, that's excellent. John, anything you wanna share? Yeah, I mean, uh, Mary and I spent a lot of time last year. We talk about it a lot uh, where last year was the foundational year and organically, uh, just through word of mouth and uh, sales opportunities, we saw a lot of partners come in our direction. We had a lot of conversations, a lot of opportunity to continue to grow and scale the program. Um, so as we put and increase our resources in it from a marketing perspective and grow that, it really is exciting to find uh, these different partners and different capabilities that really start continuing to expand what Calabrio can offer and how we can assist and, and improve that customer experience journey uh, that contact centers go through. So um, as I mentioned, foundational year, a lot of partners uh, already in this conversation. Uh, so we really start turning on the marketing and expanding this. I really think that there's a lot of opportunity there. But I do understand where Mary's coming from. Opportunity also equals lots and lots of conversations and work. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really uh, satisfying moment when um, a customer can ask, you know, for whatever they want and we can say, oh yeah, we can do that. We, we know exactly who to talk to, mm -hmm. to make that happen for you. Yeah, that's, that's true ecosystem scaling in that you're able to satisfy, you know, your customers needs through not only just your product, but your broader ecosystem of, you know, partner, partner related solutions, partner related technologies, uh, et cetera. Um, um, any uh, any industry or vertical specific um, considerations, requirements, constraints that you had to factor in as you built the ecosystem, like anything that will, relates to your industry that you had to consider? You know, we have a, this is something that's been coming up more and more is we have a very reseller focused sort of industry. So a lot of what we do is not done, we don't sell directly to the customer. Uh, and a lot of the partners that we have also don't sell directly to a customer. There are partners and third third, third parties that come in um, to, to sell. And so that makes it a really kind of interesting situation for us. We figured out how to work, how to get customers what they need in that way, but how the reseller can take advantage of the program is also something that we are working through still and really trying to figure out how to optimize it best for them. Okay. There definitely have been, you know, in addition to that, there's also been areas of opportunity that have popped up. So we haven't really had to avoid any industries or others, but um, one of the things that we do is we record calls and screens and contact centers uh, to pr pr uh, improve the agent training experience. You know, uh, this call has been recorded for quality assurance. Uh, we've all heard that when we call into a contact center. There's a lot of compliance issues that we've been able to uh, help with from our product perspective, but there's also a lot of third-party solutions like PCI Pal, uh, which is one of our partners that was able to provide there. So we've seen 
specific industries show a lot more interest because they recognize that contact centers are looking for that type of uh, that type of skill set and tool set. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the partner also has really allowed us to to create more partnerships and more relationships with those types of like PCI pal and those types of people who don't work directly in our industry but want to work beside us. It's been really gratifying for them as well. Oh, that's great. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe one last question, uh, Marion and John, um, to, towards the end of this podcast here. Um, so and it's a broader, broad question. So, you know, for the audience uh, that's listening to this podcast, what advice would you give them um, you know, whether they are looking to create uh, an ecosystem, whether they are looking to improve the operations of their ecosystem, uh, or whether looking to scale their ecosystem, any kind of advice based on your experience? In my experience, like with creating this ecosystem, I'd say like the first thing that I did was I wasn't, is I decided what really the, the point of the whole program is, like, what did we want out of it? And that was super important for me because as you start looking at all your options and what things you can do, it's really easy to get scope creep and start looking at other shiny things that maybe you could possibly do, but always having your mission statement in the background of, is this going to meet my goals, uh, is really important to make sure that you create something that satisfies what your company needs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, that's something that we talk you know, a lot about, keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, from the standpoint of, will this help us meet the goals and objectives of the program? Uh, the other thing that I would expand to that is when Mary was doing all of the research and investigation through this, uh, Calabrio supported that. Calabrio continued to be, uh, we wanted to get this right. Uh, so patience is another thing that I'd mentioned there from the standpoint of go out and not only understand what you want to be, what you don't want to be, but take the time to investigate that and truly understand what it would take to build that. So it was great to see Calabrio uh, invest in this, Calabrio be patient as we're building this out, and now Calabrio continuing to invest in this as we grow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are both great points. Uh, very, very great uh, insights and, you know, from your experiences. So, um, you know, I think that, that kind of about wraps up the, the questions I had for you, um, John and Mary. Um, this has been, you know, very, very informative and very insightful a session. Uh, so thank you for sharing your uh, experiences and insights. I'm sure this will, um, you know, be very helpful for the listeners of our podcast. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks again to both of you for uh, making time to speak with me. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then to you, the listener of this podcast, thank you for listening um, and goodbye, everyone.